We're going to be in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 in verse 1 through 7. And before I read the text, I also want to say, uh, if we can just give, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Two. I'm not, I don't want him to come up here for no reason, huh? <laughs> Cheers. Mm. I just want to, real quick, can we honor all the dream teams that's been serving today? Uh, those that are volunteering. Those that put the bar, the bar, the Sweden Treats bar together. Uh, Y'all are amazing. Some of them, they're doing, they're doing not just this morning at 9 o'clock, but they're still serving today. The worship band, the production, some of our hosts, hospitality. Y'all are amazing. Uh, you're, you're amazing. But Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, uh, 1 through 7, it says this. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree besides, beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Verse 6, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to his house in the great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. This morning, uh, for the next few moments, I want to talk to you from the subject, come on down. Come on down. Could you turn to your neighbor and say, come on down? How about this? How about turn to your second choice and be like, come on down. Come on down. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for why uh, we're here celebrating uh, just Easter, God. We, we pray right now that you would just uh, go before us, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts uh, and our mind. God, you know what we need to hear. You know I clearly cannot do that on my own. And so, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for you doing what only you can do. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone said amen. 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 Hey, I got a question for you. Is, are there any baseball fans in the room this morning? Any baseball fans? Go ahead. Wow. Hey, we'll pray for you. Um, <laughs> You're still welcome, and I'm pretty sure Jesus still loves, still loves you. Uh, I clearly am not a baseball fan, um, but I'm always surrounded by people who love baseball. In fact, my college uh, roommates, they love baseball, and actually, they, uh, one of them had got married a, a few years back, and for his bachelor party, he decided to go to a baseball game. Now, clearly, I was thrilled, right? I wasn't. But uh, the, the game was at Wrigley Field, and so it was, it was a beautiful, nostalgic place to be. Um, and so we're sitting in our seats, we're watching the game, and as we're watching the game, all of a sudden we see crowds of people get up and just flock towards this one area uh, in, in the stadium. And, and they're getting up, and, and we're like, oh my gosh, like, what is happening? We thought it was like the Mexico soccer thing that happened a while back, y'all. No, no, no. Okay, anyways. Um, 
So, so they, they got up, and they were, they were like swarming over to this one guy that was sitting in, in, in the stands. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like there's a riot that is about to take place. One of my buddies, he loves fighting. He's like about to take off his shirt. I'm like, hey, calm down, sir. Like this is not what, what we're doing. And, uh, and so like we look over there, and, and we're curious because people just keep getting up. And headed over. So we get up and we try to get like this closer look of what's taking place. And we noticed that the people that were swarming him, they were actually taking selfies with this guy in the stands. And so clearly the next question is like, who is that guy in the stands? And so we're we're trying to figure it out who it is. And then eventually we did what all Americans do. We're like, hey, we might as well just take a picture with this person. We don't even know who he is, but let's take a picture of him since everyone else is. And so we get in line, and, and we're standing in line, and we, we, we start to get uh, to, to, the, to the next person where we can go up and take a, a selfie with him. And uh, we still have no idea who this guy is. And, uh, yeah, someone said, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we still have no idea who he is. And, um, and so, like, I think he's an actor. I think he's like a movie star, celebrity guy. So we get up there, and I hand him my phone, and I'm like, my wife would not believe that I finally met you. And he's looking at me like, this guy clearly has no idea who I am. And I'm like, my wife is going to be so excited. And we take a picture, and we get out of line, and we're like, yes. We're high-fiving each other. (laughs) We're like, we got the picture. Yes. And we're like, but who is he? <laughs> like, we have no idea. Later, we find out that this guy, uh, he was uh, actually nobody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a horrible story? We found out that this guy was the new owner of the Cubs. Like, he had just purchased the, the Cubs. And you guys are excited as I was to hear that, too. You're like, who cares? I wasted my time for that. And, uh, and so we're like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, we got this picture, and so, like, I'm showing people. They're like, who is that? They're like, it's nobody. And so, anyways, here's why I'm telling you this is because it's amazing how, like, we don't want to, at least I don't want to miss out on an opportunity to meet someone famous. Have you ever met someone famous? Like, you're like, you just, you kind of just want to do everything you can to meet that person. Now, here's why I'm telling you this this illustration is because I think this is exactly what is taking place in the story that we read in Luke chapter 19. See, in Luke chapter 19, we're introduced to a man named Zacchaeus. Now, we don't know a lot about Zacchaeus, but we do know a few things about Zacchaeus. Uh, We know that Zacchaeus, the first thing we know is that Zacchaeus is short. Don't be offended. He, that's what the Bible says. He was short. So his stature was short, okay? So we know, but you don't even have to feel bad for Zacchaeus. You know why? Because the second thing we know about Zacchaeus is that Zacchaeus was rich. He was a baller. Like he was so wealthy. He had so much money because of his occupation. But what I've discovered in the wise words of the theologian and scholar Biggie Smalls, more money, more problems. Come on, somebody. And so, so not only was, was Zacchaeus short and rich, but people hated him. 
They hated him because of his occupation. He, see, because Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector. But he wasn't just a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. So he was the boss of the tax collectors. And no one liked tax collectors back then or now. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, 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 like, they didn't like him. Because they, they viewed tax collectors as traitors because they worked for the Roman Empire and they were collecting taxes from, uh, from their own people and they, they didn't like him. And on top of that, tax collectors, they, they would have taken what was um, by law what Rome required, but they would also take a little bit more for the retirement. They would take a little bit more for the Bahama. You know what I'm saying? Like They, they, they pocketed extra stuff. And so, so here, here they are, right? Like Zacchaeus, he's short, but he's rich, but people hate him. And Zacchaeus, our character, he gets word that this guy, Jesus, is coming to town. That Jesus is going through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And so, so Zacchaeus, he gets excited because he understands that Jesus was famous at this point. See, Jesus, during this time, he would have had a reputation. Like, when people would have heard that Jesus is coming, they would have been like, oh, Jesus, he's the guy that walked on water. Oh, we got to go see him. They're like, Jesus, oh, he was the guy that stood on a boat and was like, storm, stop. And it stopped. We got to go see this guy. Like, Jesus, this was the guy that fed 10,000 people with a couple fish sticks and Cheez-Its. We got to see this guy. And so, so Zacchaeus is like, man, man I'm going to go see this guy they call Jesus. And so Zacchaeus, he heads over to, where, to the road to which Jesus would have been passing by. And he gets there. And friends, he's a little bit disappointed because he notices that the crowd is covering the road. So like he can't, he can't see Jesus. Because remember, he's wee bitty. And he can't, he can't break through. Like he can't see what's taking place. He's, he, he, he's stuck because of the crowd. And then Zacchaeus, oh Zacchaeus, he does the most bizarre thing ever. The Bible says this, that Zacchaeus decided to climb a tree. To climb a tree. Now, I just want to pause right there real quick because I find it interesting. A man who has everything, that has all the money in the world, he could buy the best mules. He could buy the, you get it? Anyway, the best mules. He can, he, can, he can get all the girls. Like, he has everything that you could possibly want. And yet, he's willing to climb this tree in order to see this man they call Jesus. As if to say that Zacchaeus knew despite everything that he had, there was something still missing inside Despite everything that Zacchaeus had, that there was still this void, this emptiness that Zacchaeus had. And so Zacchaeus, he climbs this tree. And I want to propose to you this morning that this tree, it symbolizes two things. Here's the first thing that I think this tree symbolizes is this. It's a reminder 
of his past. It's a reminder of his past. Now, uh, for those of you that are, are that call cover your community, you know that I'm not a fan of Disneyland. Like Disneyland is like my Achilles heel. Uh, but but nonetheless, because I want to be a good parent, I'll take my kids to Disneyland. So we were there a couple years ago, and. Uh, at the castle every night, they have this firework thing that, that takes place, you know, and it's like this really, like, cool, magical thing. And, um, and so we're there, but here's the deal. Like, in order to get good seats, you have to go, like, two hours early. And so here we are. Uh, we get there two hours early, and we sit down like good little people on the curb, and we're just waiting, uh, waiting for, uh, for the two hours for that to, to fireworks to come. And we're just sitting there and we're waiting. My kids are like, Daddy, I want to go. I'm like, shut up. Let's, uh, I'm just joking. We're in Sonoma County. We don't say that. Uh, and my kids, just, they, they're like, could we go? And I'm like, no, we're waiting here. Sit down. And, yeah, Disney. And, uh, and, and, and so, like, time starts passing. So an hour goes by. Dad, can we go? One more hour, kids. 30 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes. Specified. Dad, can we go? 30 more minutes. We're almost there, guys. Dad, can we go? We only have 15 more minutes and it starts. And I kid you not, when that 15-minute mark came, all of a sudden, there were some jokers that came up. And they were like trying to squeeze up in our spot. Right where I've been waiting for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> they get in there. They're like, they're like, isn't this a great spot? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> right? Like, they don't know I'm a pastor over there. <laughs> come on, come back, please. And so, 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 like that, they're squeezing in this space. And I'm like, oh, heck no. So then I, I tell my kids, I'm like, kids, spread out. <laughs> like, spread, like, get on, like, like, we're like putting strollers down. And like, we're just trying to clean, because everybody else is our enemy in that moment. We're like, stay back. Stay away. This is our spot. And here's why I'm telling you this. Here's why I'm telling you this. Because I actually think, one of the reasons why Zacchaeus climbed the tree was because, not just because he was short, but because people remembered his past. And because they remembered the past, when Zacchaeus was trying to break through the crowd, they were like, ugh, that's Zacchaeus. Block him out. <laughs> Zacchaeus is trying to get. <laughs> like, I think that they hated Zacchaeus so much because of what he did in his past that they did their best job to try and prevent Zacchaeus from, from getting to where he was wanting to be. And so for me, this tree, it symbolizes, uh, it, it symbolizes this reminder of his past, reminder of my past. And the second thing that I think the tree symbolizes is this, a weariness from self-fulfillment. Weariness from self-fulfillment. So they're like, they're not letting poor Zacchaeus get past. And I think Zacchaeus' personality is not the type that's like, oh, another day, I'm going to go home. 
I think Zacchaeus' personality is like, oh, heck no. You're going to try to prevent me? Do you know who I am? Do you? Oh, and so Zacchaeus, Scripture says Zacchaeus, he leaves. And I think it was his own pride that led Zacchaeus up to this tree. This idea like Zacchaeus, I, or excuse me, that the, the, the Zacchaeus is like the crowd. I don't need your help. I'll figure it out on my own. And so he finds this tree. I have this written down right here because I think it's important. How you see your past will always dictate how you pursue your future. How you see your past will always dictate how you see your future. So when your past is rough, you do everything you can to make sure your future looks different. Ain't that true, friends? And so if growing up in the past, you didn't come from money, guess what? Guess what drives you? You're like, I will do everything I can so that I'm not like that. And so you work extra hard. You do everything just so it doesn't look the same way. Maybe in your past, you grew up with no mom or no dad. And as you get older, you're proving, you're like, I promise I will not be like my mom. I promise I won't be like my dad. And like we strive for these things. And it, because we, we don't want to be like the past. And I think that's what's happening with Zacchaeus. That he's just like, he's like, fine, fine. You're going to hold me back. Then I'm going to figure it out on my own. And I'm not, well, I wonder this morning if anyone can relate to that, that feeling of, of self-fulfillment. Because I do want to say, I don't think these things are inherently bad. But I do want to say, I don't think you and I were created to sustain the weight of trying to, to, to manufacture our own peace and our own joy and our own happiness. I don't think we were created to sustain that on our own. And so here's Zacchaeus, he, he, he climbs this tree, and he's climbing up in this tree. And he's up in the tree. Sorry for the view back there. <laughs> and Zacchaeus, he's up in this tree, and he's waiting for Jesus to come by. And he's like, ah, I see Jesus. Awesome, this is great. Kind of looks like Jesus is coming my way. It's weird. Okay. Oh, he's definitely coming my way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then, and then here's what the text says. The text says that Jesus stopped right underneath the tree that Zacchaeus is under. Now, friends, you know Zacchaeus. When Jesus stopped right under his tree... You know Zacchaeus was like, yeah, ha, trying to hold a brother down. Woo, yeah, joke's on you, he's right here. Yeah, he's right here, Zach. And so Zacchaeus, he's in this tree, and it says that Jesus stopped right under the tree. And then the scripture says that, that, that Zacchaeus, Excuse me, that Jesus, he, he looks up in the tree. And Zacchaeus is sitting there like. And notice what Zacchaeus, or excuse me, notice 
what Jesus doesn't say. Notice how Jesus doesn't acknowledge Zacchaeus' past. Notice how Jesus, in the text, when he, find, when he stands under the tree of Zacchaeus, notice he, Jesus is not like, oh, it's you. You're so horrible. I'm going to a different tree. He didn't say that. Notice that Jesus, when he stopped under Zacchaeus' tree and he looked up, notice that Jesus wasn't like, oh, wow, great job, Zach. You picked a good tree, buddy. Did you climb that by yourself? Wow, good job. And you're short, good job. No. Jesus, Jesus didn't stop, look up, and he didn't acknowledge his past. He didn't acknowledge Zacchaeus' accomplishments. What the text says is that Jesus stops, he looks up, and he says this, Zacchaeus, come down, because I'm going to your house today. In fact, he, he go, Jesus goes on to say, Zacchaeus, come down. Because today, salvation has come to you. Now, let's talk about Easter. Here we are, we're, we're, we're at Easter, uh, and we're celebrating this idea that this God who loves us so much, he sent his son Jesus to come to die on the cross for our sins. But the great thing is that Jesus doesn't stay dead. Jesus is resurrected, hence what we're celebrating today, the resurrection of Jesus. And Jesus is alive, and he's here, and he's, he's, he's resurrected so that, watch this, so that you don't have to carry the burdens of your past, and that you don't have to try to find fulfillment in your own strength. Jesus, today, he's saying to us, I believe Hey, come on. Jesus is like, come on down. Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. You don't have to be up in the tree, Zacchaeus, because I already climbed the tree on Calvary. Like, you don't have to worry about your past, Zacchaeus, because I climbed that tree already, Zach. You don't have to climb that tree anymore, Zacchaeus, because I've already climbed it for you. You don't have to try to find fulfillment and hope in your own strength. He's like, I got you. And so here, here is Zacchaeus. He's in this tree. And Jesus, he's like, Zach, come on down. Imagine Zacchaeus. talking to me I just honestly I'm just here because I wanted to see what you look like are you really brown or white like come on like, <laughs> hopefully I don't get in trouble for that one he's standing there right and Jesus says, like, I'm just here because I just I was curious on what you on who you were. And uh, 
And now you're calling me down. Now you're telling me to come down from my tree. And I wonder if anyone in this room this morning can relate. You're like, man, I'm, I was just here. I'm just here because they said I can get pictures with the Easter Bunny. I, I'm just like, I'm just here. I'm just here because it makes my mom happy. And little did you know that Jesus is standing under your proverbial tree of your baggage from your past and your exhaustion from trying to carry life on your own. And he's standing on your tree, under your tree this morning and he's saying, come on down. You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to carry it on your own strength. See, I love the story of Zacchaeus because I actually think Zacchaeus is a representation of humanity. In fact, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now that word all in the Greek, it means all. So, so Zacchaeus is a representation of humanity. That we've all sinned, we've all fallen short. Now I know that word sin in culture, it's kind of like a, ew, he said, the S word. But here's what sin means. It's a Greek archery term that literally just means missing the target. Missing the mark. And so Paul is writing, he said, man, for we all have missed the mark. And we would all be standing in our proverbial tree. But Jesus, but Jesus came down to earth, died a criminal's death, rose again so that you and I can climb down of our tree. <laughs> Friends, that is the good news of Easter. It is not just something that we talk about, but it's a reality that we can walk in, that we could experience. 